0: social studies brought to you by carol royce keller williams realty east valley get more money selling your home go to higherprice.com that's higherprice.com sarah kazell is here to take us through social studies as we do every morning at nine o'clock on twitter at bickley underscore Murata. let's do this ruthless, ruthless. <laughs> welcome into social studies
1: everybody that we're almost
0: a- had the same vibes as uh, LeBron with the chalk before a yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Cool. Yeah, and
1: the hand wow. motion. And yes. People couldn't see, so I thought I'd paint the picture. Yeah, and sadly, we don't have a uh, an update booth camera, which when I say sadly, I am so glad about that. <laughs> i got to see if we can get one installed. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. We're good. Jeremy, I know you can hear me right now. No, yeah. thank you.
0: When this show goes to live it's- television, we're probably going to need
2: that. <laughs> yeah, and it's an issue for morning radio because, you know. Morning radio, you're in survival mode. You're not in beauty vanity mode in the morning. No,
1: I'm trying to be a scruffy mongrel. That, right.
2: I don't know what you guys are talking
3: about. <laughs> it's
1: true. Now, he's got his lavender now, pants on and everything. Yeah.
3: At least he's, pants at least he's wearing sh- pants.
2: That's at least pants he's, and closed-toed shoes the last uh, two days. Yes, mm-hmm. at least he's encumbered. Good job. Happy, Good happy job. winter, everybody. He's encumbered, and closed, darling. And encumbered,
1: <laughs> All right, we are on Twitter, at Bickley underscore Murata, at Bickley underscore Murata. That is where you can follow along uh, all throughout the week, all throughout the day, but especially when Jarrett Carlin posts our questions for social studies. Let's start with this Phoenix Suns question. We had Sam Amick of The Athletic on the show in the last hour or so to talk about the Suns and this uh, big-time matchup against the Warriors tonight. He also talked about Chris Paul and... The slow start, we'll call it, from the Suns point guard. Of these four options, guys, what position most needs to be upgraded for the Suns to be a true contender this year? Their backup point guard, their backup power forward, their backup wing, or the team as good as is? Don't touch it.
0: I wouldn't mind improvements in all three of yeah, those areas, but if I sure. had to rank them right yeah. now, Please. based on what we've seen through three weeks, or three games, I should say, backup point guard, because That's- there's still pressure on Chris Paul, and... Cameron Payne is quickly becoming a lightning rod for Suns fans oh, yeah. on social media during games. Mm-hmm. His style of play <laughs> is not the most reassuring at times.
2: Mm. No, it's very frenetic. It's, yes. very, it's chaos, and when it works, it's brilliant. When it doesn't, it leaves you scratching your head. I, there was a need for backup point guard based on last year's Chris Paul. Yes. Now, based on this year's Chris Paul, then he's right. That's number one to me. And let's face it, campaign
0: did not have a great year last year either. And that was one of the big differences between the two playoff runs yeah. from, from yes. one year to the next was, you know, in the run to the finals, Payne was amazing. Um,
3: is, he, is he capable of being that again? I don't know. But, you know, that, that would be my answer. Right I, now. I am surprised with Jay Crowder out that they haven't tried Dario Saric as the backup power forward pretty much at all this season. It's an interesting thing happening there. We yeah, two
0: I, minutes so far of playing time, and we kind of were incredulous about it during the preseason when Monty Williams made reference to Dario coming back from a serious injury. It's like he just played major minutes in an international tournament, yeah. and he was okay. Yeah. It's
3: so a
2: lot of Tory I, I Craig.
3: Know.
0: Which and, and Tori's been okay so far. Yeah,
2: but yeah. see, and the thing is, when when Tori plays a game like he did the other night, you're like, wow. Here comes he, two bad games coming. Well, up. but, but uh, yeah, if he could just get a level of consistency, he would answer a lot of their issues. But
0: he's another guy that yeah. in the run to the finals was really good, and last uh-huh. year
2: not as good.
1: Yeah, it's true. So Vince, you said you were going to rank them. Okay, backup point guard is your priority. Yes. Where does it all fall beyond that? Backup power forward two. Backup wing three team as good as is for that's the order not applicable okay that's Uh, the order that's what our listeners voted as well 53 percent backup point guard what they need to upgrade most for the team to be a true contender 36 or excuse me 34 percent went with a backup power forward 10 percent went with a backup wing only three percent say leave the team the way it is justin hastings one step further he says they need a new starting point guard because chris paul is cooked
2: too soon for that.
1: Ouch. Wiz of AZ says if campaign would stop missing <laughs> 70% of his layups, we wouldn't need a backup point guard. Oh, I just like the way he spelled the last name, Payne. Yes. P A I G N. Right. Cam- That's Payne. a new one for yeah. sure. <laughs> he says, but apparently campaign went to the Leandro Barbosa school of run as fast as you can and throw the ball somewhere towards the rim.
0: There was one particular layup attempt in the Clippers game on Sunday. Where it was kind of like a, a a window into campaign's style of play right now. He got to the rim with no problem, but tried to draw a foul and airball a layup attempt. You yeah. won't see that very often. No, you don't. You yeah. don't see it often. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Tom Hamm says, this team reminds me of a Wendy's commercial. Where's the beef? Two huge losses of size, Jay Crowder and JaVale McGee. Especially in the playoffs, we're going to need a banger and we don't have one.
2: That does worry me uh, uh, very much. The physics or lack thereof this basketball team I think I think DA's been very good I'm not I'm not I'm, not I'm not criticizing him but past him I don't know where it is
0: I'm I'm already over JaVale McGee I'm, thanks for what you did for the team Oof, I'm on team Landale right now
1: Ah, joke
0: you're a jock supporter
2: Land-
1: oh <laughs> my gosh
2: yeah you're okay. a jock supporter Let's move on to our yeah, next question. Let's, let's 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 revisit that take in January, shall we? Okay, okay.
3: Now let's do go. and Aaron Bain situation.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Uh, looking around the NFL, guys, we have talked about teams that have surprised us in a bad way, like wow the Packers are bad, wow the Broncos are bad, wow the Bucks are bad. But how about in the opposite direction? Strong starts that have really surprised you. Four teams here. Who's most surprising this year to you? The Giants, the Jets, the Vikings, or the Seahawks?
3: The as Jarrett, Seahawks.
1: the Seahawks. You only have so
0: many characters on Twitter, Sarah. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't want that paint
3: actually. I wanted, didn't want to use them all. Yeah. Uh,
0: you can't take them with you, Jarrett. For me, it's either <laughs> the
2: Giants or the Jets. To me, it's the Seahawks or the Jets. I, hearing Saquon talking before the season, during the offseason, kind of put a lot of people on, on alert that, oh, this guy is ready to kind of blow stuff up. Um, I, the Seahawks, the Geno Smith thing, I don't think anybody saw coming, even Pete Carroll. And the Jets are the Jets. So, I mean, it's how could you not be surprised by what they're doing? Mm-hmm. All right, let's place a vote. Oh, there we go. The Giants, 42%.
1: Most surprised. Our listeners are most surprised by them. Uh, 34% are looking at the Jets. So the New York teams are dominating this one. The Seahawks, 21%, are most surprised by their strong start. Only 3% voted for the Vikings. And then let's squeeze this last question in, shall we? Uh, We were talking about, in the first segment of the show, fan bases like the Chicago Bears that can be sustained. For years or even decades off of one championship run or, you know, one period of success for that team. Which, are they, is the Chicago fans, fan base still living off that 85? Yeah. By,
2: but it, but they're still hungry for another one, aren't they? Yeah, huh? yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. But it's, it's every member of that team is still a rock star in that city. True. Yeah. So...
1: Unfortunately, we don't have a ton of championships to choose from in an Arizona poll, but uh, we've got championship runs to choose from. Which championship loss still left you feeling satisfied, happy for the experience? You know, obviously you wish that they would actually have won the thing, but there you go. The... 75-76 Seventy five, seventy six Suns, the ninety two, ninety three Suns, uh, the two seasons ago Suns, or the two thousand eight Cardinals and their Super Bowl run. I don't.
0: I'm not ripping Jarrett when I say this. I don't personally love the tone of the question because it's like, hey, close but no cigar is okay. But to answer it, it's the 92-93 Suns. That was the beginning of a new era of Suns basketball, Mm. and they followed it up with two very strong years. There was a really, really strong love affair slash championship window with those teams. that led to nothing ultimately but that that's my answer.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you can argue with 300,000 people who show up in the middle of summer to celebrate a, a bridesmaid, yeah, right? A yeah. team that lost the NBA finals and that did happen. I I remember after the loss to the Bucks not feeling any bitterness. I, I remember just feeling like, wow, that was one great ride. Because that year we were like, okay, just beat the Lakers. yes, yeah. yeah. Just eliminate right. LeBron and we're good. And, and so there was that. I, I We felt the same way about that Super Bowl run. But yeah. I, I, I don't think you can top 92, 93. Here's the thing about being a bridesmaid. It's a lot of fun. You yeah. can do whatever you want. <laughs> you look cute in your little
1: dress. Uh-huh. People are noticing you. Uh-huh. you drunk as you want. All right. <laughs> 44% said the 2008 Cardinals. Really? Is the, I know. I was very surprised by that, too. That is the run that brought them the most lasting joy despite the loss. Uh, 31% went with the two seasons ago Suns. 21% went with the 92-93 Suns. Only 5% voted for the 75-76 Suns. That's because we have so many Gen Z and millennial listeners. So it's
0: probably There's why. not a lot of us that were around for that. I wasn't around here in Arizona for that. I mean, Fair I enough. was alive on the planet. Yes, yeah. just
1: not here. Uh, AZ Fanatic said the Cardinals run was so much fun to watch and it was monumental in establishing a new fan base.
0: That is true. That is true. The regular season that year was not all that fun, though. They won a bad division. The the playoff run was fantastic. That's right. That's a good point. Absolutely. Well, there you go. Thanks, Sarah. Social studies every morning at 9 o'clock. You can get involved and answer the uh, questions that Jared puts forth at Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter. Coming up next... The uh, Phoenix Suns getting ready for the Golden State Warriors tonight. Will we see something different from Chris Paul? We'll get into the possibilities in his early season start next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings live from the ak Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Sunday presented by YRefi.com. Bickley and Murata mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports
3: leader. <laughs> seven years old is, you know, it's funny because, you know, I wrote about this last year, that the whole backstory about how when
0: Oklahoma city first got Chris, they sat in a room with he and his personal team, like his agent and a bunch of his people. And, and Sam Presti and his Thunder front office had a PowerPoint presentation that they shared with Chris that, that had all this stuff about what typically happens to point guards who at that time are, you know, he's looking at 35 year old, not 37. Mm-hmm. And, and Chris, of course, kind of like, you know, didn't take kindly to this and decided to prove everybody wrong. And he has to this point. But there's a reason that the data looked
3: the way it looked in that presentation. You know what I mean? And, and and that's just kind of the, the fight that he's gonna
2: be, you know, keep pushing back on with all the time here.
0: Sam Amick of the Athletic, he joined us earlier in the show on the subject of Chris Paul, mm-hmm. who is thirty-seven years old, the starting point guard for the Phoenix Suns. Through three games, Chris Paul has averaged thirty-three minutes per game. Uh the assists are still up. He led the league in assists last year at ten point eight. He's averaging ten point seven. The steals are way up two point seven per game. What is down? is what was promised first of all and that is the ball handling uh, by Chris Paul. He's not initiating the offense as much, which makes the it's assist fine. the assist totals that much more impressive. Okay. But what's really down and what's been concerning is the shooting right now. Yes. 32% from the floor. Nine point one percent from three point range. He made his first three pointer of the uh, year the other night against the Clippers. And with the way the offense unfolded and the way the Clippers defended the Suns, he had plenty of opportunities, wide open opportunities from three point range. Actually, took eight threes, which is a ton for him, but he only hit one. Yeah. So how much? Uh, how much of this is early season shaking off the offseason? And how much of it is what Sam Amick talked about, father time creeping up on Chris Paul?
2: Yeah, listen, I remember when Chris Paul was uh, was dominating at stages his first year with the Suns and during the regular season last year. I remember somebody telling me or telling us that Chris Paul is going to be able to hit that elbow jumper for the next 20 years. It's going to be when his ability to play real legitimate Top-level point guard defense is when you're going to know he's going to start to see the finish line. And Chris Paul's got a lot of miles on him, and they're also hard miles because, um, because he's been such a willing defender. Mm-hmm. He 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 he's so competitive that he doesn't just say, "Okay, you know what? I'm going to get my assists. I'm going to get my points. I'm going to run the offense, and I'll let some I'll let some rim protector deal with my mess." And, and he's never been that guy, and I really respect that about him. He's a he's a really engaged defensive player, and and for his size, he's a very physical, good defense or was a very good, probably still is a very good defensive uh point guard. Uh, so I, I'm I'm watching this, and and it's too early to make any judgments at all. I think we need to get a couple weeks into November mm-hmm. and see what he looks like. but but if he still looks a little on the sluggish side, if he doesn't have if he if he can't effectively shoot from distance, it's an indicator that some of the juice is gone. And at that point in time, he, 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 he still can be a terrific organizer and leader of this offense. but then it becomes a a, a, a recipe of finding the perfect number in terms of minutes played. And and sort of, like you said, let other people yeah. initiate the offense in pockets and, and kind of trim from his game or you can trim to really kind of capture the best of him in smaller doses, yeah, if you will.
0: I, I think there's a combination of things going on. I think part of it is the adjustment to this new role. More on that in a second. All but right. shooting-wise, you're right. People have said it. Oh, he, he gets to the elbow at will. He can knock that shot down in his sleep. Three games— you know, looking at his season shot chart right now, he's hit like three elbow jumpers. He's 6 of 23 on shots, 10 feet or more from the basket. Um, so I, I think all of these things are happening. It's It's got to be weird for a guy who's been so ball dominant his whole career – and we saw the result of that and the way that that was attacked by opponents in the playoffs last year. It made things difficult for the Suns offensively. So there is definitely an adjustment. Monty Williams talked about that. I think it's
2: an
1: adjustment, but I I wouldn't say it's a hard one for Chris. I think he's he's been a willing adjuster, if that makes sense, because he, he wants to win. And I, the thing that people don't understand is like... As much as Chris has the ball, I remember being in New Orleans when he wanted to play with Jerry Jack because Jerry could handle the ball and he didn't have to do it all the time. Uh, It becomes exhausting. And I think the... The numbers show. Like if you're a guy that dribbles 300, 350, 400 times a game, you're going to be wiped out. And I think the guys that have the ball as a primary ball handler know that. And so I don't think it's anything that he's fought over the course of his career. We've, we've had to do it just because of the way teams defend us. So I, I hope that it's something that we can adapt to and get good
0: at. Yeah, but just as a viewer of these first three games, and, and you could probably relate to this too, over the past two seasons Chris Paul getting to the elbow and shooting that jump shot is so reassuring to Suns fans because you're shocked when it doesn't go in oh it's yeah it's jarring
3: yeah. When
2: it doesn't go in. I agree yeah I agree yeah, it's 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 a fascinating time because, like I said, coming out of the Clippers game, for all the worries I have about the holes in this roster, and I do believe there's two to three that are that that would really prevent this team from uh, having postseason success. But that's for now. If Devin Booker becomes that guy, takes another step, he, he can, and if he brings Da with him, and and the analytics between them are really trending in the right. direction direction that it isn't just Chris Paul who has to feed DA that there's other ways of getting this done, then Chris Paul could probably slide off to this third tier kind of role and just feed. And and it and it could work. So that's it's 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 all gonna be fascinating to watch. And then you've got the change in in, in sort of the demeanor of the head coach, a little more hardcore. Nobody knows where this whole thing is going. Nobody knows what trades might be looming, where the Jay Crowder situation is going to end up. It's, It's... Something, man. Yeah, and, and this, this
0: homestand too. Six games, starts tonight with Golden State. Friday you get New Orleans. Next week back to back games against Portland. Minnesota comes to town. This is a six games at home is nice, but yeah. <laughs> there's no that one with one thing with this parody and all these teams that have improved and are championship contenders now. You don't have a lot of off nights in the NBA mm-hmm. anymore. There's no easy games anymore, especially tonight with the uh, world champion Warriors in town. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at six twenty six. 20 right now coming up next it is tuesday will the winning streak continue for one dan bickley the man knows his mustache not a mustache we'll play another round next bickley and mornings arizona sports the local sports leader Time to take a look at the Arizona sports poll question.
2: Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford.
1: Welcome back to Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona sports, the local sports leader. We're going to our website, arizonasports.com, for our daily poll question. Guys, we do it every single day at nine 30. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, should Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury remain the team's play caller? Yes or no? I know your answer, Vic.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think it would have been a great time to to give those duties to Spencer Whipple, and I'm not alone. You're not. Max no. Starks was on board. Wolf was on
0: board. Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury wasn't on board. Nah. Uh, look, was
1: like. Can- Nike? Cast the vote for no, I say. That Cliff Kingsbury should not remain the team's play caller. Yeah. Yeah, that's what 77% of our voters oh believe. 77% say no. No thank you. We've Let's, seen enough. Let DeAndre Hopkins
0: call the call. Yeah, he's oh, he, gonna fix up everything, everything else.
1: Right. 23% say yes. It's
0: a better call by I. I'm gonna oh, okay. I'm gonna run 10 yards down the field, throw the ball to
3: I. Right. <laughs> we'll run the I formation.
1: Oh! There it is.
3: Would that include a (laughs) fullback?
0: Thank you, Sarah. That's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it right now at uh, the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Mustache. Not a mustache.
3: A mustache. A mustache. A mustache. Big mustache. Big mustache. My
0: mustache. Your mustache. Say the word, the word mustache. A mustache. A mustache. Now we both have said mustache. A mustache. A mustache.
2: Okay, so this is about mustaches.
3: All right, it is that time of week for America's fastest growing facial hair related quiz sensation. Mustache! Mustache! I will be playing a clip from a movie, a TV show, an interview, or a song, and Bickley Murata will have to tell me whether the person talking or singing has a mustache or does not have a mustache, and they can get a bonus point if they correctly identify the person. First one, the ten wins. Bickley has been fabulous lately in the game, so he He gets to choose whether he wants to go first or second. Today's category, today's topic, today's theme, all things Minnesota. How did I know? In honor of the Cardinals (laughs) playing the Minnesota Vikings, these are people uh, from Minnesota and things about Minnesota, but mostly people from Minnesota. All right. All right. Would you like to go first or second, Dan? Uh, I will go first, Jared. You will go first, and you will want to take a guess? before we even start prince mustache
1: so what is that four points <laughs> no it's, no, it. it's not ball
3: game do you want do you want to try it too Dan, uh, vince for your turn Um, I don't
0: really know any classic rock bands from Minnesota that are obscure, so (laughs) I'll refrain. Wait
3: Wait a few turns, and you might. (laughs) No, okay. Well, then I'll just have to play it, I suppose.
0: off at the best part. Uh, Morris Day.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Morris Day and The Time and A Glorious Mustache. That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. Two to two. Purple Rain, the movie, was recently on when I was flipping through the channels and it's one of those movies whenever it's on I gotta watch it. Yeah. It's one of my favorite bad movies of all time. The soundtrack is awesome. The acting is so so laughably a little, bad. A little cringe. <laughs> didn't they, yeah, I agree.
3: Then they do like a spiritual sequel to it. Yeah, um like, like Under graf- the Bridge or something graffiti was called? graffiti bridge Yeah, it was called. Wow. Yeah. All right, uh Dan? Yes. I would go on a limb and say I've scored the most touchdowns in the state of Minnesota, though, than anybody on the field, probably. Let me think. Maybe Adam Thielen, because he's, he's a Minnesota guy, too, and he scored a lot of touchdowns recently, too. So I'll say me and him probably neck and neck, probably the most touchdowns scored in the state of Minnesota.
2: Larry Fitzgerald Mustache. That is correct.
3: That is correct. Two points for you. Vince.
2: Good stuff. Lead. Home.
0: Um, that
3: is uh, Gus Johnson not a must. that is correct yes yeah, very good that's just from last year I believe or the, last year or the year before was that that was last year yeah, yeah, was yeah. second game of the season yep, second game of the season alright tied at four tied at four alright Dan
2: Call you a Uh, I think that's a band called Soul Asylum. It is, and I'm guessing not a mustache. You got it. Correct. That's it.
3: Two points for you. Do you remember the lead singer's name? I do not. Do? You? I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. My, I, I
0: get all Dan's information. I can't all get right, my own okay. questions all, right. All
3: right. Well, Dave, David Perner was. That's name. correct. Yeah. All right. Uh, Vince. Yeah.
2: I can't, I
0: Uh, that is
3: Paul Westerberg of The Replacements, not a mustache. That is correct. This is a Minnesota-themed edition of Mustache, not a mustache. Very Minnesota. Six six. All right, Dan. Yeah. When was the last time Bick missed a question? By the way, oh stop he's, it! has been on a good streak. It we'll see. Unbelievable. I think he's going to get this one.
1: I picked Minnesota to win this here because they got talent, but they got no brains whatsoever. Man, it's just embarrassing. Like, if I'm A-Rod and those guys are like, no, nah, man, this is unacceptable. That was
2: ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, that is Charles Barkley, not a mustache. That is correct. That is correct. All right, Vinny. Yes.
3: If
1: you could go anywhere in this great big world now, where'd you like to go to? If that dad. We want to see the biggest fight.
0: If you needed any proof on who prepares the clues for mustache, not a mustache. (laughs) uh, Weird Al.
3: Mustache. That is correct. I sent him like eight clues. Never heard that song. Yeah. Well, good guess though. Minnesota. Yeah. What is that song? It's not a parody. Oh, it's not. Okay. It is in the style Of like uh, You know The Wreck of the Endman Fitzgerald Or Oh right But it's in the style of But it's not A a direct parody Okay Alright we have two more here (laughs) Alright Until until we might go to a tiebreaker Oh no
2: Come gather round people Wherever you roam And admit that The waters around you Have grown And so Bob Dylan Mustache
3: There's a very young Bob Dylan without a mustache. See, that was one where it was a very easy clue, but it was a very tough. That's okay. That's okay. All right, now for the win, Vinny. You need two out of two here, or else we go to a tiebreaker.
2: Closing time.
0: Um, the name of the band is Semisonic. That's correct. I don't know the lead
3: singer. I'm going to guess not a mustache. Semisonic is the band. Uh oh. And? And he does not have a mustache. Well done. You are Dave. correct. You broke the losing streak and you've won this week's edition of Mustache. Not a not mustache.
0: Not a mustache. Oh, was, you wanted to derail me again. That was way too recent. A good song.
3: <laughs> I, I didn't think you... I, Semi-Sonic, I was impressed with the the uh, replacements. Very well done. I like the replacements.
0: Uh, there you go. That's how you play mustache. Got a mustache. Final thoughts next here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Mustaches.
2: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Weekly and Murata, Song of the Day. Zappi did not win on Monday Night Football on the scoreboard. Yeah. But he kind of won on the sidelines. Did you see this video? <laughs> Whoever was running the music at Gillette Stadium at Foxborough last mm. night was just having a blast with like late 90s, early 2000s songs. Yeah. And this song was one of the ones that was playing and the camera was on Bailey Zappi. And he was getting into it? And he was mouthing the words oh, to the really? song. Wow. Of course, that was after he came in and uh, led two touchdown drives. Things did not go well after that. Maybe he just needed more Fountains of Wayne on the playlist last night. Oh, okay. This is one catchy song kind of creepy but oh, po- a little bit po- po- catchy <laughs> this is for Bailey Zappy
1: hey, everybody Wayne
3: <laughs> everybody made the same joke Of whose quarterback they thought this was the favorite song of Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, yeah. yeah. Zach
0: Wilson definitely knows the words Uh to this song. (laughs) That's good. If the Jets ever play on national TV, maybe we'll find out. There you go. There's today's uh, song of the day Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Um, we'll skip over uh, Vinny Joe trivia today. Uh, Because earlier in the show, Mm -hmm. it was about halfway through the show, right before the blast, Sarah alerted us to a tweet from John Wilner, who covers the Pac-12 for San Jose Mercury News, syndicated all over the place. The man who broke the news that USC and UCLA were leaving the Pac-12... For the Big Ten, he just tweeted out, "Feels like a newsy a, pack, a newsy Pac-12 day," is what he said. So, was that having to do with broadcast negotiations, conference realignment? There seems to be a building sentiment. I'm not reporting anything. We'll let we'll we'll see what happens if anything happens. But there seems to be some local speculation that the news that John Wilner was teasing might be Arizona State related and might be related to a change in the leadership of the athletic department.
2: Now that would be quite something and that would back up in my opinion the words of Dr. Michael Crow who joined Mike Broomhead and really vowed um, a serious effort to to turn around the football program. Mm -hmm. Nobody would take you seriously if you had the previous athletic director involved in the hiring of another head coach. So if this is indeed where this is going then i think that sort of backs up the claim that michael Crow is gonna try harder this time try better
0: yes and at the time when herm edwards was dismissed and ray anderson that 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 sunday morning press conference was asked the question of whether he thought the program was better off than when herm edwards took it over he said yes which led me to say the next day on our show that if that is truly the belief, how could you empower Ray Anderson to yeah, make the next? Because the it coaching. isn't the,
2: because it isn't the truth. It was spin, and you know that. Yes, yeah, and and so I think this is uh, this is something that from from what I can gather, and I think you fit into this because you've been you're a lifelong ASU fan. This is something that will restore a little hope in alum, alumni because this is a, this is an obstacle here. People have not, have not understood yes. why Ray Anderson has remained in power. Again, not reporting no, anything. No. This is very much in the keep an eye on it yeah, category. Absolutely. But
0: absolutely. When John Wilner teases something that's that abstract, it usually leads to something pretty There's, concrete. Yeah,
2: stuff seems to be percolating that points to Tempe. We'll find out if it is indeed true. Uh, other news. Uh, Jim Nance, this
0: March slash April, will be calling his last Final Four of the NCAA Men's basketball tournament. He's been part of the broadcast since 1986. He's 63 years old, uh, but this is going to be it—the last run for Jim Nance and his clever puns at the uh, at the final buzzer of every championship game. Iron Eagle will be taking over in 2024.
2: Well, a couple things about that. Uh, uh, that's a very good replacement, and Jim Nance is is just about as good as they get in terms of what he brings to a big event. So, yeah, celebration time. And sixty
3: three, not that old I, in the world of broadcasting. No, no. I agree.
0: I thought he, I thought he was older than that. But um, I'm also a big Iron Eagle fan, so I think uh, that that tournament and that broadcast will be in, in good hands starting in 2024. I don't know if you saw this. This story is crazy. Um, there is a guy, um, who tweets under the name of Big Dumper
2: PM.
3: He's <laughs> I'm a, sorry, what was that? He's a oh, Seattle
2: yeah. Mariners fan. Yeah. <laughs> he got, got your attention. Well, they,
3: no, they have famously have a player whose nickname is Big Dumper. Dumper. Yeah, Cal yep. Raleigh. mm mm-hmm. um, when the 2019
0: World Series ended, when the when the Nationals won the World Series, two days after that, this guy tweeted on November 2nd, 2019, my predictions for the next ten World Series champions. Copy and paste, and he just named the year and the team. So far, two World Series have been completed, and he's nailed the, the no two champions. Way. He had the Dodgers in 2020 and the Braves in 2021. He's got the Phillies in 2022. You're kidding me. So he's, you know, it's still possible that that could happen. Uh, And the champions from 2023 to 2029 on this tweet, he is a Mariners fan. So he's got the Mariners winning in 2023, Padres in 24, Mariners in 25, Giants in 26, Angels in 27, Marlins in 28, and the Baltimore Orioles in 29. I don't care what happens the rest of the way, just the fact that when did he when did he do this? 2 days after the 2019 World Series wrapped up.
2: Wow. That's
3: I let the record show that there is an edit button on Twitter now that she Is can, there? Yes. I don't have oh, one yet. I know you don't have it because you don't have premium Twitter. But on premium, do you twi- pay
2: for premium Twitter. I, I don't
3: have it either. You do. I've seen. I've seen. You,
2: you got to pay for it.
3: I've seen it in action where people have edited their tweets, and there's a little thing that does say, you know, revised tweet or something. But you can go back and
2: edit tweets now. Not that I'm accusing this guy of anything. Why are you
0: such a doubter? Why but, are you have to rain on I mean, every parade? If I'm not. I wonder, if this right guy, I
2: wonder if this guy put any money down on this. Well, he couldn't. It wasn't legal then. Unless he would have made the his. Dodgers one. Obviously makes complete sense they're yeah, the favorites every year. Right.
3: The Braves and the Phillies ones are but um, the Braves predictions are they, predictions.
2: Yeah, but to go Braves, Phillies back to back? Now the Phillies have to win the World Series, but yeah. which I don't think they will. But still, they got the mojo, man. The big dumper mojo. <laughs> No, right, people, people are responding to this because some
0: people picked up on it. Um, and, and the response from just about everybody was, okay, but you didn't warn us about COVID? <laughs> yeah, 2019. No kidding. Good looking out, bud. <laughs> yeah, thanks. A couple months later, the whole world changed. And you're worrying about the Orioles
3: winning the 2029 wor-
0: uh, World now Series? Now that seems but, to okay. be the long shot. Yeah, now really I don't believe shot. it. Right, right,
3: right. Now I don't believe it. Yeah, they almost made the playoffs That's true, this year. though. They were much better this year.
0: Huh. So, to continue a discussion we had wow. earlier about, you know, satisfying a fan base after one championship, and it's already been 21 years since the Diamondbacks won one, apparently it's going to be at least seven more. <laughs> if this guy's yeah, correct, not waiting, on the list. I
2: was waiting for you to drop Diamondbacks somewhere in that list. Well, and it wasn't. So though. was I. Yeah. And as soon as you said the Orioles, I'm like, like really? What? Them? No, well, we can't have nice
1: things here. You guys know that. Fine. <laughs>
0: I just thought that was an amazing story. Yeah, that's uh, basically going to do it for us on this uh, Tuesday. Fun show today. Looking forward tonight to see a oh, Warrior yeah. Suns in downtown Phoenix, a game you can hear on the Arizona Sports app, N98.7, starting at 6.30 with the uh, pregame coverage. Al McCoy, the Hall of Famer, Tim Kempton on the call. Thanks to our guests today, Sam Amick, Shane Doan, for joining us. Thanks to you for hanging out. Uh, keep it right here. Wolf and Luke are up next, followed by Burns and Gambo. All day long here at Arizona Sports, the- Local sports leader.
3: Have a great day, everybody. I love you, Dan.